Leviticus chapter 12, Purification of a Woman After Childbirth The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, when a woman produces offspring and bears a male child, she will be unclean for seven days, as she is unclean during the days of her menstruation. On the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin must be circumcised. Then she will remain 33 days in blood impurity. She must not touch anything holy, and she must not enter the sanctuary until the days of her purification are fulfilled. If she bears a female child, she will be impure 14 days as during her menstrual flow, and she will remain 66 days in blood impurity. When the days of her purification are completed for a son or a daughter, she must bring a one-year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or turtle dove for a sin offering to the entrance of the meeting tent to the priest. The priest is to present it before the Lord and make atonement on her behalf, and she will be clean for her flow of blood. This is the law of the one who bears a child, for the male or the female child. If she cannot afford a sheep, then she must take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for the burnt offering and one for the sin offering, and the priest is to make atonement on her behalf, and she will be clean. Leviticus chapter 13, Infections of the Skin The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, When someone has a swelling or a scab or a bright spot on the skin of his body, that may become diseased infection, he must be brought to Aaron the priest or one of his sons the priests. The priest must then examine the infection on the skin of the body and if the hair in the infection has turned white and the infection appears to be deeper than the skin of the body, then it is diseased infection. So when the priest examines it, he must pronounce the person unclean. A bright spot on the skin. If it is a white, bright spot on the skin of his body, but it does not appear to be deeper than the skin, and the hair has not turned white, then the priest is to quarantine the person with the infection for seven days. The priest must then examine it on the seventh day, and if, as far as he can see, the infection has stayed the same and has not spread on the skin, then the priest is to quarantine the person for another seven days. The priest must then examine it again on the seventh day, and if the infection has faded and has not spread on the skin, then the priest is to pronounce the person clean. It is a scab, so he must wash his clothes and be clean. If, however, the scab is spreading further on the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his purification, then he must show himself to the priest a second time. The priest must then examine it, and if the scab has spread on the skin, then the priest is to pronounce the person unclean. It is a disease. A swelling on the skin. When someone has a diseased infection, he must be brought to the priest. The priest will then examine it. And if a white swelling is on the skin, it has turned the hair white, and there is raw flesh in the swelling. It is a chronic disease of the skin uh, of his body, so the priest is to pronounce him unclean. The priest must not merely quarantine him, for he is unclean. If, however, the disease breaks out on the skin so that the disease covers all of the skin of the person with the infection from his head to his feet, as far as the priest can see, the priest must examine it, and if the disease covers the whole body, he is to pronounce the person with infection clean. He has turned all white, so he is clean. But whenever raw flesh appears in it, he will be unclean. So the priest is to examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean, it is diseased. If, however, the raw flesh once again turns white, then he must come to the priest. 
The priest will then examine it and the infection has turned white. The priest is to pronounce the person with the infection clean. He is clean. A boil on the skin. When somebody's body has a boil on its skin and it heals, and in the place of the boil there is a white swelling or a reddish-white bright spot, he must show himself to the priest. The priest will then examine it. And if it appears to be deeper than the skin and its hair has turned white, then the priest is to pronounce the person unclean. It is a diseased infection that has broken out in the boil. If, however, the priest examines it and there is no white hair uh, in it, it is not deeper than the skin and it has faded, then the priest is to quarantine him for seven days. If it is spreading further on the skin, then the priest is to pronounce him unclean. It is an infection. But if the bright spot stays in its place and has not spread, it is a scar of the boil, so the priest is to pronounce him clean. When a body has a burn on its skin and the raw area of the burn becomes a reddish white or white bright spot, the priest must examine it. And if the hair has turned white in the bright spot and it appears to be deeper than the skin, it is a disease that has broken out in the burn. The priest is to pronounce the person unclean. It is a diseased infection. If, however, the priest examines it and there is no white hair in the bright spot, it is not deeper than the skin and it has faded, then the priest is to quarantine him for seven days. The priest must then examine it on the seventh day and if it is spreading further on the skin, then the priest is to pronounce him unclean. It is a diseased infection. But if the bright spot stays in its place, has not spread on the skin and it has faded, then it is the swelling of the burn, so the priest is to pronounce him clean because it is the scar of the burn. Skull on the head or on the beard. When a man or a woman has an infection on the head or in the beard, the priest is to examine the infection and if it appears to be deeper than the skin and the hair in it is reddish yellow and thin, then the priest is to pronounce the person unclean. It is skull of disease of the head or the beard. But if the priest examines the skull infection and it does not appear to be deeper than the skin and there is no black hair in it, then the priest is to quarantine the person with the skull infection for seven days. The priest must examine the infection on the seventh day and if the skull has not spread, there is no reddish yellow hair in it and the skull does not appear to be deeper than the skin, then the individual is to shave himself, but he must not shave the area affected by the skull and the priest is to quarantine the person with the skull for another seven days. The priest must then examine the skull on the seventh day, and if the skull has not spread on the skin, and it does not appear to be deeper than the skin, then the priest is to pronounce him clean. So he is to wash his clothes and be clean. If, however, the skull spreads further on the skin after his purification, then the priest is to examine it, and if the skull has spread on the skin, the priest is not to search further for reddish-yellow hair, the person is unclean. If, as far as the piece can see, the skull has stayed the same and black hair has sprouted in it, the skull has been healed. The person is clean, so the priest is to pronounce him clean. Bright white spots on the skin. When a man or a woman has bright spots, white bright spots on the skin of their body, the priest is to examine them. And if the bright spots on the skin of their body are faded white, it is a harmless rash that is broken out on the skin. The person is clean. Baldness on the head. When a man's head is bare so that he is balding in back, he is clean. If the head is bare on the forehead so that he is balding in front, he is clean. 
but if there is a reddish-white infection in the back or front bald area, it is a disease breaking out in the back or front bald area. The priest is to examine it, and if the swelling of the infection is reddish-white in the back or the front bald area, like the appearance of a disease on the skin of the body, he is a diseased man, he is unclean. The priest must surely pronounce him unclean because of his infection on his head. The life of the person with skin disease. As for the diseased person who has the infection, his clothes must be torn, the hair of his head must be unbound, he must cover his moustache, and he must call out, Unclean! Unclean! The whole time he has the infection, he will be continually unclean. He must live in isolation, and his place of residence must be outside the camp. Infections of garments, cloth or leather. When a garment has a diseased infection in it, whether a wool or linen garment, or in the warp or woof of a linen or the wool, or in leather or anything made of leather, if the infection in the garment of leather or warp or woof in any article of leather is yellowish, green or reddish, it is a diseased infection and must be shown to the priest. The priest is to examine and then quarantine the article with the infection for seven days. He must then examine the infection on the seventh day. If the infection has spread in the garment or in the warp or in the woof or in the leather, whatever the article into which the leather was made, the infection is a malignant disease. It is unclean. He must burn the garment or the warp or the woof, whether wool or linen, of any article of leather which has the infection in it. Because it is a malignant disease, it must be burned up in the fire. But if the priest examines it and the infection has not spread in the garment or in the warp or in the woof or in any article of leather, the priest is to command that they wash whatever has the infection and quarantine it for another seven days. The priest must then examine it after the infection has been washed out. And if the infection has not changed its appearance, even though the infection has not spread, it is unclean. You must burn it up in the fire. It is a fungus, whether on the back side or the front side of the article. But if the priest has examined it and the infection has faded away after it's been washed, he is to tear it out of the garment or the leather or the warp or the woof. Then if it still appears again in the garment uh, or the warp or the woof or in the article of leather, it is an outbreak. Whatever has the infection in it, you must burn up in the fire. But the garment or the warp or the woof of any article of leather which you uh, wash and infection disappears from it, is to be washed a second time and it will be clean. Summary of Infection Regulations This is the law of the diseased infection in the garment of wool or linen or the warp or the woof or any article of leather for pronouncing it clean or unclean. Leviticus chapter 14 Purification of Diseased Skin Infections The Lord spoke to Moses. This is the law of the diseased person on the day of his purification when he is brought to the priest. The priest is to go outside the camp and examine the infection. The infection of the diseased person has been healed. Then the priest will command that two live clean birds, a piece of cedarwood, a scrap of crimson fabric and some twigs of hyssop be taken up for the one being cleansed. The priest will then command that the bird be slaughtered into a clay vessel over fresh water. Then he is to take the live bird along with the piece of cedar wood, the scrap of crimson fabric and the twibs of hyssop, and he is to dip them and the live bird in the blood of the bird slaughtered over the fresh water, and sprinkle it seven times 
on the one being cleansed from the disease, pronounce him clean and send the live bird away over the open countryside. The seven days of purification. The one being cleansed must then wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, bathe in the water and so be clean. Then afterwards he may enter the camp, but he must live outside his tent seven days. When the seventh day comes, he must shave all his hair, his head, his beard, his eyebrows, all his hair, and he must wash his clothes, bathe his body in water, and so be clean. The Eighth Day Atonement Rituals On the eighth day, he must take two flawless male lambs, one flawless yearling female lamb, three-tenths of an ephah of choice white flour as a grain offering mixed with the olive oil, and one log of olive oil, and the priest who pronounces him clean will have the man who is being cleansed stand along with these offerings before the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent. The priest is to take one male lamb and present it for a guilt offering along with the log of olive oil and present them as a wave offering before the Lord. He must then slaughter the male lamb in the place where the sin offering and the burnt offering are slaughtered in the sanctuary, because like the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest. It is most holy. Then the priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the right earlobe of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest will then take some of the log of olive oil and pour it on his own left hand. Then the priest is to dip his right forefinger into the olive oil that is on his left hand and sprinkle some of the olive oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. The priest will then put some of the rest of the olive oil that is in his hand on the right earlobe of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand and on his big toe of his right foot, on the blood of the guilt offering and the remainder of the olive oil that is in hand the priest will put on the head of the one being cleansed. So the priest is to make atonement for him before the Lord. The priest must then perform the sin offering and make atonement for the one being cleansed from his impurity. After that, he is to slaughter the burnt offering, and the priest is to offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. So the priest is to make atonement for him, and he will be clean. The Eighth-Day Atonement Rituals for the Poor Person if the person is poor and does not have sufficient means, he must take one male lamb as a guilt offering for a wave offering to make atonement for himself. One tenth of an ephah of choice white flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering, a log of olive oil and two turtle doves or two young pigeons which are without his means. One will be a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. On the eighth day he must bring them for his purification to the priest at the entrance of the meeting tent before the Lord, and the priest is to take the male lamb of the guilt offering and the log of olive oil and wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then he is to slaughter the male lamb of the guilt offering, and the priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the right earlobe of the one being cleansed, on the right thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest will then pour some of the olive oil into his own left hand and sprinkle some of the olive oil that is on his left hand with his right forefinger seven times before the Lord. Then the priest is to put some of the olive oil that is in his hand on his right earlobe of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of the right hand and on the big toe of his right foot, on the place of the blood of the guilt offering and the remainder of the olive oil that is in the hand of the priest, he is to put on the head of the one being cleansed to make atonement for him before the Lord. 
He will then make one of the turtle doves or young pigeons, which are within his means, a sin offering, and the other a burnt offering, along with the grain offering. So the priest is to make atonement for the one being cleansed before the Lord. This is the law of the one in whom there is a diseased infection, who does not have sufficient means for his purification. Purification of disease-infected houses. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, When you enter the land of Canaan, which I am about to give you for a possession, and I put a diseased infection in a house in the land you are to possess, then whoever owns the house must come and declare to the priest, Something like an infection is visible to me in the house. Then the priest will command that the house be cleared before the priest enters to examine the infection, so that everything in the house does not become unclean, and afterward the priest will enter to examine the house. He is to examine the infection, and if the infection in the walls of the house consists of yellowish-green and reddish eruptions, and it appears to be deeper than the surface of the wall, then the priest is to go out of the house to the doorway of the house and quarantine the house for seven days. The priest must return on the seventh day and examine it, and if the infection has spread in the walls of the house, then the priest is to command that the stones that had the infection in them be pulled out and thrown outside the city into an unclean place. Then they shall scrape the house all round on the inside, and the plaster which they have scraped off must be dumped outside the city into an unclean place. They are then to take other stones and replace those stones, and he is to take other plaster and replaster the house. If the infection returns and breaks out in the house after he has pulled out the stones, scraped the house and is replastered, the priest is to come and examine it. And if the infection has spread in the house, it is a malignant disease in the house, it is unclean. He must tear down the house, its stones, its wood and all its plaster of the house, bring it all outside the city to an unclean place. Anyone who enters the house all the days the priest has quarantined it will be uncleaned until evening. Anyone who lies down in the house must wash his clothes. Anyone who eats in the house must wash his clothes. If, however, the priest enters and examines it, and the infection has not spread in the house after the house has been replastered, then the priest is to pronounce the house clean, because the infection has been healed. Then he is to take two birds, a piece of cedar wood, a scrap of crimson fabric, and some twigs of hyssop to purify the house. And he is to slaughter one bird into a clay vessel over fresh water. He must then take a piece of cedar wood, the twigs of hyssop, a scrap of crimson linen and the live bird and dip them in the blood of the slaughtered bird and in the, fr in the fresh water and sprinkle the house seven times. So he is to purify the house with the blood of the bird and fresh water, the live bird, the piece of cedar wood, the twigs of hyssop and the scrap of crimson fabric. And he is to send the live bird away outside the city into the open countryside. So he is to make atonement for the house and it will be clean. Summary of Purification Regulations for Infections This is the law for all diseased infections for skull, for the diseased garment for the house, for the swelling for the scab and for the bright spot, to teach when something is unclean and when it is clean. This is the law for dealing with infectious disease. Psalm 111 Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the godly and the congregation. The Lord's deeds are great, eagerly awaited by all who desire him. 
The work is majestic and glorious, and his faithfulness endures forever. He does amazing things that will be remembered. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He gives food to his faithful followers. He always remembers his covenant. He announced that he would be he would do mighty deeds for his people, giving them a land that belonged to other nations. His acts are characterized by faithfulness and justice. All his precepts are reliable. They are forever firm and should be faithfully and properly carried out. He delivered his people. He ordained that his covenant be observed forever. His name is holy and awesome. To obey the Lord is the fundamental principle for wise living. All who carry out his precepts acquire good moral insight. He will receive praise forever. Hebrews chapter 5. For every high priest is taken from among the people and appointed to represent them before God, to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal compassionately with those who are ignorant and erring, since he is also subject to weakness. And for this reason he is obligated to make sin offering for himself as well as for the people. And no one assumes this honour on his own initiative, but only when called to it by God, as in fact Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming high priest, but the one who glorified him was God, who said to him, You are my son, today I have fathered you. As also in another place, God says, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During this earthly life, Christ offered both requests and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his devotion. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through the things he suffered. And by being perfected in this way, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And he was designated by God as high priest in the order of Melchizedek. The need to move on to maturity. On this topic, we have much to say and it is difficult to explain since you have become sluggish in hearing. For though you should in fact be teachers by this time, you need someone to teach you the beginning elements of God's utterances. You have gone back to needing milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced in the message of righteousness, because he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, whose perceptions are trained by practice to discern both good and evil.